Hello, hello. Here we are once again. Welcome to my grocery store Joe Stan podcast. <laughs> yeah. And Ivan for Jen. Actually, this episode took me off of Ivan. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't feeling him too much after this. Oh. I am yeah, interested to hear about it. Yeah, he's so cute, but yeah, I I was turned off of his like personality and his actions and things like that. But hello, lovely listeners. We are back here for a double dose. We're on Zoom. We're recording on the Zooms, on the Zoomies. Yeah, because it's been an energy drain of a week. And I'm not just talking about the weather flip-flopping every single day. Yeah. My God. Like, we had our storm, which reflected Paradise Storm this week, apparently. And it was like classic Vancouver, what the fuck weather where you're like, it's sunny and it's cloudy and it's sunny and it's cloudy and it's raining and it's hailing and it's sunny. That was wild. So I was, my friend was visiting this weekend. And so we went to a brewery in Fort Langley, went to trading post in Fort Langley. And uh, we were sitting on the patio and it started raining and we were like drinking beer and then they brought out our food and then it started raining harder and harder. And then it was hailing. And then it was raining harder and harder. And then the patio was flooding. Mm-hmm. And so, and there was hail getting into our food. And so we went inside and we were like, can we leave, please? Yeah. <laughs> they took the food off our bill though, which was oh, good because it had hail in it. So it was hella, it was good. It was, and then we were walking back to the car and like the whole street was flooded. Yeah. It was really intense. Because normally it like, I find it drizzles here most of the winter. Like you get some days of like consistent rain, but not like that. That was weird. Yeah, we get those monsoon rains every once in a while when we do our weather transitions. I usually find them in like April, May time and then September. October, yeah. When we're doing our summer to fall yeah. transitions. Yeah, it's it gets so weird. And then just people just never know to bring an umbrella. Like they just never. I don't bring an umbrella anywhere. I try to be a va- good Vancouver and at least like keep one in my car. Yeah, have one in the car. But like just walking around, I'm like, meh. Yeah, I think I should. I like I want to invest in a good pair of rain boots. Yeah, I have the I have the Blundstones. For the I was looking at that. And I, I like, love mine. They're like over two hundred dollars though. So I'm like, definitely an investment. Definitely an investment. But I find they keep my feet warm in a way that like rubber rain boots don't. Yeah. When it gets really cold, they'll keep my feet warm, and I find they look nice too. They're pretty durable. I would. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, they're usually pretty good standard to have for set and things like that. Too. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, my birthday's coming up. So I'm just going to ask people to give me money so I can buy them. <laughs> Do that for you. But um, yes. So let's get into Paradise this week. Yeah. Up where we left off with Kendall seeing Joe and Serena having their little date night and dancing on the beach. And then she gets upset and, and you know, walks away. Yeah. Joe and Serena are in love. Mm -hmm. R.I.P. my dreams. (laughs) Well, you don't know if it's going to work out in the real life. I mean, once they get back to the real life and she has to go back to... Apparently, so there's Instagram news that apparently he's in Toronto with Serena right now. There was pictures of him grilling, but in a Drake sweatshirt. So they were like, he's in Toronto with Serena because that's the hint. Subtle, yeah. You know how, you know how... Instagram sleuthing works they're like this means something yeah yeah of course but honestly I wouldn't be surprised if it did because it's bachelor world so it could mean something yeah well I mean even then though like he might 
be visiting, but we all know that. You got to move to Chicago for Joe. Yeah. So, you know, unless Serena is willing to do that. I will move to Chicago. I know you will. Just putting it out there. I'm just saying, like, if it, if Serena happens not to agree to do that, you can, uh, you can slide right in there. In there. But yeah, so then Kendall goes to Wells and she's like, you ever see your ex making out with someone else? And Wells is like, no. She's like, I don't recommend it. Like, then why did you come here? Why did you come? You had, you had 18 months to move to Chicago and get him back. You had so much time, right? He even said it. It's like, if you wanted me back, you should have told me before I came here. Yeah, because it like that's the biggest thing is it's not like he was the one who was like, I don't want to date you anymore. Mm. He was the one. Yeah, and like, <laughs> but that's always how it goes, though. That's always how it goes. It's always the one who breaks up with the person that's like, wait, come back. I don't know. I kn- I didn't go back to John, and I was the one that ended that whole thing. So <laughs> I think his actions ended it, though. His actions did. Well, you know, like. A big percentage of the one who fucked it up, the one who fucked it up. Let's yeah. say it that way. The one who fucked it up. Cause I would say in your instance, John was the one that fucked it up. Not that it wasn't for the best for you, but he was still the one who fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah. So the one that fucked it up is always the one that wants to like try again. Yeah. And, you know, she gets, again, she's so confusing because she never says straight out that she wants him back, but she alludes to it. Yeah. And she just expected him to to feel like not be over her as well I guess I don't know I feel like and it's not even like the because like the first couple times Joe came down Joe was there with Kendall and he saw her and you could see he wasn't over her but I think it got to a point where it was like we're just gonna keep having the same conversation so no (laughs) and I think like in the sense of, of of the relationship wise he was over her I mean they're always gonna love each other in some respect right Yeah. So, and they're always going to have those memories and things like that. So, you know, he even said afterwards, she has a go, goes and has a conversation with him. He's like, you know, I'm still here for you as a friend capacity and stuff. But in terms of relationship, like it's not going to work because if we haven't been able to make it work outside of here already so far, like what is going to change unless someone changes their mind? Yeah. hundred percent. So she had to come to terms with the fact that like he might be in her life, but it's not going to be in the same capacity because he has to give his time and energy to the next person, you know, for the relationship. And right now that's Serena. I like how he, he, the way he does it is such a genuine way. Like he doesn't totally shut her down and like shut off, but he like lets her know, like, this is where I'm at. And then he goes and he talks with Serena, like, you know, just wanted to let you know, like we had a talk, but that doesn't affect anything. Like we we love this emotional maturity. Yes. We love it. Oh, it's so refreshing. Meanwhile, like other people are whining and crying on the beach and it's just like, dude, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. So Kendall decides to leave. She doesn't want to see it anymore, which again, it's like, girl, why? That's the weirdest thing. It's like, you could have, you could have made it work months ago. Yeah. She goes and she's like experiencing all her heartbreak. But again, like your heartbreak is of, of your own creation yeah literally she did it to herself not like he broke her heart what do we have next oh my god i don't even remember fuck uh yeah i'm just gonna talk about things that stuck out in my mind okay so little john comes down and he's like i'm gonna stir things up and i'm like you didn't really though you kind of like two new guys just came in you didn't like introduce you know women and men would have been interesting that would have stirred shit up you didn't bring back more exes like so i'm like okay well they just told him to say these things but we have um jamar and ed 
I remember Ed from Claire and Tasha season because he did really badly on the baby challenge, I think. Oh yeah, he was the one and he had the baby during the during the cocktail party. Yeah, so that's where I remember him from. Damar, I don't really recall who that is. No, um, Aaron just says a thing about Damar, Damar having huge thighs that could can of, that could feed a village of cannibals. It was it was kind of funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, Aaron, jealousy much? I don't think I don't think Buddy's been working out on that beach. Aaron, no, no, a lot of marks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I respect it, but a lot of marks. Yeah, you need to find a, a bit of balance and 100%. Not, to, not have to go after other people's uh, bodies because you you don't feel good about your own. But yeah, they come down. Uh, Damar talks to Chelsea, talks to Marissa. Riley starts getting a little like realizing he is getting jealous a little bit if Marissa were to go on a date with someone else and realizes his feelings are getting deep there. Um, Ed talks to Natasha. Yeah. And- Tasha and Chelsea get picked to go on the date, which is like painting, painting date. Yeah, they paint. Mm-hmm. They chat. Again, nothing really stuck out. Dr. And- Bill plays the ukulele at one point. He's talking about how he likes Natasha. Everyone's like, you know, that ended when you were like, Brendan, my Brendan. I know. Natasha was like, you know, it started off really good and then it got really weird. <laughs> yeah. But apparently the ukulele song is actually Connor B's song that they uh-huh. like overlaid onto... Oh, shit. Like, he, like, put it on his Insta. Interesting. I was like, I hope they gave you um, artistic cred for that. That is funny. But, yeah. And, I don't know. I Like, Natasha and Ed kiss and stuff. But I don't know if I buy that connection at all. I feel like at this point, right? All the new connections, it's, like, not... Yeah. They're not really going anywhere. No. Our real couples are, like, the ones that are already happening, right? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of just someone to like for her to play with and have a good time with until paradise ends. But yeah, I don't see it really turning into anything. But and then yeah, so that's kind of a whatever. Chelsea seems into Aaron. She was like wanted this date to be over so she can get back to Aaron. Yeah, at that point at least. Tia had an interesting thing uh, where she where she is stuck between a guy who makes her vagina tingle and a guy who's actually kind of thoughtful and like likes her and is wants to do yeah. for her. Which made me think of I saw I saw a video the other day and it was talking about like how people think that because there's no butterflies or whatever, like that they've lost their feeling in their relationship or something like that. Yeah, that it's actually your body telling you that you're safe. But for most of us, we're more interested in like the kind of toxic, like that those that anxious feeling without realizing it's actually just like anxiety in your body being like fight or flight. You need to leave. Yeah, it's actually interesting because uh, on on the Vile Files, they had a psychologist come on and talk about that exact thing, where it's like the butterflies are actually a warning sign, and if you're feeling them, you should run because it's the thing that's telling you that you're getting into the same pattern that has like disappointed and hurt you in the past yeah well and it's such a thing right when people like get to a certain point in their relationship like when they like lose the honeymoon stage and then people are like well I'm not in love anymore it's like well it's a phase that you've moved into where it's like there's safety and comfort but it's because it's so calm most people are like no Mm. I'm not in love. Yeah, they don't they don't trust it because they're so used to it being chaotic, a lot of work. And it I mean, relationships are work, but they feel so like work. Not like that like toxic manic work. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, where you're just like constantly like wondering what the other person is thinking and feeling and like you just like have that anxiety over it and then 
you need that constant reassurance that everything is okay. And and we've said it last time, like her vagina tingles aren't to be trusted. Well, and when she's like, with James, why doesn't my vagina tingle though? It's like, maybe you just feel comfortable with him. Yeah. Maybe that's, that's okay, actually. Not maybe it's okay. It is okay. It is okay. Because we see later, she's yeah. having a whole discussion with Blake about he like, it's like, I don't know what else to do. You're like, we're just sure you and blah. And it's like, you're looking at him and it's like a toxic man child. I hate it when they go, well, tell me what to do and I'll do anything. It's like, I shouldn't have to be the one to tell you. You should pick up on cues and then go and do something and think about me in a way that's like, oh, I want to make her smile. Let me do something. Well, and even, but even like, yeah, even if it was the most, this guy's out to lunch, right? And he's like, what do I do? And she's like, you know, when you're dating someone, you like to have gestures and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, noted. Not like, well, I, don't, I just, I'm low key and I don't really like to do that. It's like, yeah, you don't want to put an effort. It's just like, there's no, it's not, it's like that like sexual chemistry isn't going to be enough. And his words are obviously not enough too, right? You know, obviously she needs like her, her love language she's telling him is quality time and acts of service. Yeah. And it's not words of affirmation necessarily and he's so caught up in what he does that he's not willing to give his partner what they need and that's the difference right because that's what a relationship is is that even if it's slightly uncomfortable for you to do those things it's not in your nature you're not doing it for yourself you're doing it for your partner and they they knowing that it's not comfortable for you and seeing you put that effort in means so much more but the fact that he was putting it all on her to come up with it, like John did the same thing um, halfway through where he was just like, what do you want me to do? What do you, like, I'll do it. I'll, do, I'll like, why do I have to do all the thinking? I might, I'm exhausted just having to bring it up to you constantly, you know? And it's like, by this time, like, you don't know me as a person, you should be making that effort. And yeah. clearly, I feel like you're not. Yeah. Cause like, I know my love language is gifts. Sounds super materialistic, but it's like, even down to like, I've had partners who know that my love language is gifts. And it's like, I love like notes and stuff like that. So it's like, if you were if writing me out a note and leaving it in the morning in the kitchen, it's like, obviously it's meaningful both ways, but it means more. It hits me more than if you were to say the same thing to my face, but like finding it on like a piece of paper, I'm like, oh. Right. And like, and we saw the reverse with Marissa where she was getting a lot of actions from Riley, but not getting words. And she needed that reassurance through words. But in that instance, like that showed how much effort he was willing to put in because he did open up and he talked with her, even though it was super hard for him to do that. He knew that he needed to give that to her if this was going to work yeah and so he pushed through and like he did what he could and she saw that and was really appreciative of it that showed the two examples of like someone who's willing to put the effort despite it being uncomfortable for them and someone who was not definitely I don't know because even when I watched it and like her conversation with James and he was like you're from the south and tell me about this and tell me about that he was interested in who she was like like, yeah you're you're 30 like you should know by now that like it's not all vagina tingles like Mm -hmm. you're gonna get to a certain point where it's like feeling safe and comfortable in your relationship yeah that's so much more meaningful than like it's super exciting her whole self is really a contradiction right because she talks about how she grew up in this super 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 small town like 700 people 
and that she was seen as the edgy one just because she has tattoos and like a piercing and things like that. But in terms of who she is and her values and personality, she's not edgy at all. (laughs) Yeah, not at all. So I'm like, it's what you look like doesn't make you edgy. It's what's that you're portraying out what makes you an edgy and different person. Yeah. Um, But in terms of like, yeah, she's just super naive, I think. Well, there's still like that immaturity there, right? The literal literal scientific fact of like, hey, butterflies are are fight or flight. They're your body telling you to run. Well, but most people don't know that because we've been taught, we've been socialized to believe that the butterflies are the romantic thing, right? Everything has told us those butterflies are something we should be listening to. Well, it's like even I've heard that phrase before where people are like, when they say they're content and that we shouldn't be content with being content. It's like being content is literally like a pure state of bliss. It's a healthy place. That's that's technically like the best place you can possibly be in. Totally. But we've taken that word and made it seem like it's like content is equal to like stagnant and like not thriving. And like no content is like your peace, homeostasis, state of bliss that you're just like, I'm fucking good. Yeah. You're not in chaos. You're not in drama. You're not on these highs and lows of being happy and sad. Like, yeah, just content. Yeah, people don't usually trust that. But yeah, I think I'm hoping she, because she also said like, she's been burned by guys like this before, guys that don't care and stuff. But it's like, if you're going to keep making the same mistakes and you have the awareness of what your mistakes are with these people and who you're choosing, then it's really on you again. Yeah. Choosing the same guys despite knowing because you think it might be different this time. And it's like, when has it ever been different? Yeah, I don't know. And like the fact that she moved to Nashville and it's like driving distance from her hometown and she never wants to be further than the driving distance away. And I'm like, well, technically you could drive across the entire state. But, you know, like that to me too, just says that she doesn't want to open up her world very much. I know her, I do know her dad has cancer. So I don't know, because I think her dad's had cancer for a while. So, and I think like started going into chemo again in the summer. So I don't know if maybe that had something to do with it too. Then I'll want to be driving distance, more than driving distance. I could see that like right now, but maybe ever. But I, I just, I just never felt from her, like when James is like, I'm from New York and stuff. Like I never felt from her of like, oh, I've never, like I would. Yeah, love that's true. Travel. Like nothing of that sort was there. She's like, I'm good. I like content with Nashville. That. <laughs> Nashville is the New York City of the South. So we um, have that happen. Then there's like some drama with Ivan and Chelsea. Well, before that, there so the storm happens. Oh God, they evacuate. They evacuate. It's so dramatic this whole time. Oh my God. It really, they, they played it up and then it was just like so stupid. It was like, it's raining. And then they're like, we don't want to scare anyone, but there's a tropical storm and we need to leave. And Tia has a freak out. And then they're all like, this could be the end of paradise. What will we do? It's like, you'll get your phones back and text each other. Well, and it was so stupid because it was like, oh, will I see them again? Will I see them again? I'm like- yeah, There was like a really dramatic scene of Serena and Joe hugging each other and kissing. Like they like they were like the couple on the Titanic that one was going in the in the lifeboats and one wasn't. Like, no, you're, you're being shuttled to the same hotel. Same hotel. Yeah, way too over to the top, way too uh, produced. And they're like, we need to leave right now. You need to pack your bags immediately. But still, they had time to interview them. <laughs> like, Yeah, that was weird. That little sound bite. And I'm like, okay. Paradise is over. It's over. The next day, they're like, we're back. We're having a daytime cocktail party because little John said so. The yeah. beach is completely intact. No throw pillow has been moved. Like, it's completely 
Yes, everything was fine. Uh, Mari and Penny had a date. Oh, sour cream. Everywhere. These food dates, though, like... Someone's having a little too much fun with that. I, just as I didn't enjoy Marissa sucking whipped cream off of Riley's toe, I did not enjoy watching Mari drape Kenny in sour cream. I hated that shit. Didn't like that shit at all. I mean, if you're going to make him into nachos, that's a little better than the tacos. It's weird, yeah. Right? Because tacos, you have to eat the whole, like, wrap and everything with your hands. At least with nachos, she could take the, the chip and dip it in the in the block on his body. You know, like that's a little and it was so awkward. Like the person that was like guiding the date was like would be there and then not be there and then be there again. Like that chef was like, I need a smoke break. I'm really uncomfortable. <laughs> right. And I like full on like thought Kenny was just gonna go all in on the breath. Me too. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen a little X-rated action. Anytime. Taco titties. Yeah, yeah. Taco titty time, right? I just found like that was kind of awkward, but I don't know. I like their conversation, but also Kenny being 40 and then saying like he's never had feelings like this for someone raises flags for me. He's, yeah, he's 40. Because at least with like Riley and Marissa, he was like, you know, I have said I love you to someone before. Like I know what it feels like when I'm in love and stuff. Like that's maturity. But for Kenny at 40 to say... I've never like looked at or someone or felt this way about someone. And it's like, yeah, but you've only known Mari for like what, three weeks at this point. So you're telling me that you've had no relationships that were deeper. Yeah. That's a, that's red flags, man. Red fucking flags. And it's not because he like took time to work on himself type of thing. It's just like, you never had a deep relationship for anyone. So how would you know how to handle one going into? Yeah. I have questions about that. And after, so after that, they went to the boom, boom room, right? Yeah. They went to a sex hut. They went to, I like sex hut better. Let's call it a sex hut. They went to a sex hut. Mm-hmm. Um, he yeah. made her a taco with sour cream. Yeah. So we have a stuffed burrito, if you will. Three couples that have said the falling, oh. falling in love with you bachelor mantra. It was pretty sweet with Riley, like opening up to Marissa about like his family life and his, you know, I like the, his like, you know, I just want to wake up to my wife on a Sunday morning with her kids, cook her breakfast and like, you know, chill out for the day. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice. He's really cute, wasn't it? Yeah. And I could him doing that, actually. That was, it was really cute. Yeah. Cause like you think you look at him and you're just like, oh, your muscles and you know, he's a lawyer, so he has brains too, which is hot. And then he like talks about that, how he wants like a wife who like he'll treat like his queen and like a family and all that stuff. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, it was cute, right? So much better than bitch boy Ivan. Yeah. So, okay. So we get to their daytime cocktail party. Ivan now has nobody. So he decides he's going to go in on Chelsea because she's still kind of up for grabs. Yeah, that was weird. It was. I don't blame him for rose hunting. But it was just so awkward, you know, her too, of like, oh, what are your thoughts about me? Like, it just, again, seems so juvenile. Like, neither of them are ready for any kind of connection. And they're just doing it for like... Many of these people are so immature. Yeah. There was There's... a lot of immaturity on the beach. Many of them are so immature. Yeah. Like, even, and even you get people like Tia and Becca, and they're just, they're still so immature. Well, like, Becca came on, and that was the most excitement they got from her, because they really haven't shown her and Thomas at all. No. He's boring. Well, yeah, it's like, and you, yeah, you just get these people, and you're like, you've really done no self-reflection at all, hey? Yeah. Zero. Yeah. At all. Because you look at someone like Serena P, and I feel like Serena P 
yeah is more emotionally mature than Tia is oh for sure for sure 100 percent 100 percent even like Mari and Kenny we have at least seen them like grow throughout the process of yeah. which is what we like to see we like to see those couples go through things and do a growth together there's a lot of couples that are just like they came to paradise for the vacation aspect and they might have told us that they're coming for a relationship but at all and then there's like a straight up weird fight between Ivan and Aaron well because Not a good meme from it but he just goes after everybody else too like Aaron's a bully yeah um, he's super insecure about himself and so he attacks everybody else like Ivan's allowed to have a conversation with Chelsea Chelsea and Aaron never said anything about being exclusive they went on one date Chelsea has a right to kiss and talk to whoever she wants as well but Aaron likes to claim people and then like throw around the whole trash bag thing and it's funny how James kind of eggs them on of like well go tell them how you feel and then he's like I will he tries to get like you come down here it's like you come up here you come over here I'm like good lord can we just can we just stop can we just stop can we just not be in high school anymore I'm begging you family please stop and then Ivan tries to be all like what street like his brother or something and he tries to be like what you gonna do what you gonna do about it Ivan looks like the most he looks like an elementary school teacher Ivan isn't intimidating no like you know there's some men you see them and you're just like no matter how you could be six foot five and built like a linebacker and you just don't look scary. Like if he came at, I would be laughing, literally laughing at, at him. You know, I'd be like holding out my hand. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Be like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. You know, it would have fit his character more if he was like, man, like I'm not doing this. Like this is stupid and walks away, you know, tough guy. I'd be like, what you going to do about it? Do something about it. I'm like, bro, you are not that guy. <laughs> no, not at all. Oh my god. I feel again like he's doing it for TV at this point because he knows he has really no prospects, might not get a rose, might not last another week or whatever. At this point, I don't even know why he's still there. It just, yeah, it really turned me off of him because I'm like, dude, this is not your personality. You're no. totally playing Insta World now. And like I just I don't know. I'm losing I don't my like, like respect. Yeah. He's still cute, but really turned me off of him. 100%. Uh, and then I was frustrated we didn't even get the freaking rose ceremony. No, but that's where Ivan's going to go home. The rose ceremony, for sure. You think? Yeah, I think she's going to give the... I don't think she's going to give it to Aaron, though. I think she's going to give it to DeMar. Really? You think so? I don't know. Chelsea just has that vibe where she's like, and we'll just give it to a new guy. Uh, I don't know. I'd be I like... I think she's oh. super interested in any of them. No, I think she she would choose someone like who she enjoyed kissing the most. Like that's what it would come down to. Yeah. I don't know. Again, even with her, I just don't feel like there's much personality there. No. Cool, but like what else, you know? Yeah. Like I still don't see Abigail and Noah. Like I just still can't see that. Yeah, it just I don't know. They're like again, like the Walmart version of Dean and Kaylin. Yeah. Which, I mean, they're still going strong, so who knows, but... True. Dean and Kaylin are cute. They make an appearance on next episode, I think. Ooh, they were in Mexico? Yeah. They're they're the ones... You know how they always have a couple come back and say, this is the time that you have the serious conversation, right? So they had um, um, Ashley, I, and Jared last time, I think. And then they've had Jade and Tanner bring their kids and... Yeah, so they always have Here's a couple Dean. Comebacks. He doesn't say I love you because of his emotional trauma. Yeah. And his girlfriend of three years. So he might propose to her. There's been that rumor. Oh, There's but they that. still don't say I love you because he's traumatized, which that, that's fucking weird. I don't know. 
There's also a rumor that they got like secretly married or something. I'd buy it. Yeah. I could see them doing that. I could see them doing like a commitment ceremony. Something with like a shaman leading it. Yeah. They can choose any one of the uh, bachelor repertoire that they have there. Yes, exactly. Mm. Yeah, That's that was basically all we get this week. Not a whole lot. No, we got the end to the Joe and Kendall saga. It was way too drawn out for when we knew the result was going to be. So Kendall doesn't want to move to Chicago. And uh, this is the end of their relationship. So she has to go taxidermy something to feel better. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Um, Yeah, so so essentially we're just looking at the longevity of four couples. Yeah, we're waiting for proposals now. Yeah, we're in proposal territory. So Marissa and Riley, I feel like he would. I think so. I think so too. Who else do we have? I feel like Joe would propose. Looking at Kenny and Mari. I I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. And won't be able to like fit her in his outside paradise world. Yeah, because I just, Kenny seems chaotic. He has a chaotic energy, like that he would crave that chaos. And I feel like he would also, because he's in some kind of midlife crisis situation where he's still like, the reason why him and Mari have worked is because they feel the similar age, right? And so his maturity level isn't at where it should be for a serious relationship. I don't think so either. And he's going to be one of those guys that's 40 trying to be 25. And he's going to get women in his DMs and he'll want to go after that. That's what I feel. I think so too. Um, And then we have Noah and Abigail. I wouldn't be shocked if Noah tried. I wouldn't be shocked. Something about him still, I'm still put off by. And I don't think he's in it 100% with her. I mean, he arranged the cute little hammock date, but I just, something is telling me that he isn't going to commit to her on the outside world. Yeah. But it's so hard to, to judge because now we're also accounting for clout stuff and what they think will look good in terms of their PR, right? So like with Joe and Riley, I don't have that concern. Penny and Noah, I have that concern. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. I definitely think that if they do, Mari and Abigail would say yes, but I don't, I don't, mm, I don't feel like they're ready for that proposal. On the no, I feel like it'd be one of those ones that just didn't work out. Like they decided to like not and just date or like, yeah. There's so much still up in the air for most of them. Like they haven't really talked about the outside paradise stuff. Yeah. So I'm curious where those conversations are going to come in. Cause like, how does your life work? Where do you live? What do you do? What are your hobbies? What things are you into, right? It was like with with Pilot Pete season where we realized that he just was really fucking into partying. Yeah. Outside of this. Yeah. And he was like a man child. Yeah. We have that emotional maturity we feel from Riley and from Joe. I agree. I'm very, next week apparently is a three hour episode. Three hours. That'll be the end of your sober month. Yes. My sober September is almost over. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I I have not had a sober September. (laughs) <laughs> I'm also not that big of a drinker in the first place so yeah no I'm I'm proud because how shitty a lot of stuff this month has been so like yeah. I had a lot of reason to um go that direction but I didn't so that's proud of you um what else we got coming up that's pretty much all for our paradise recap but yeah we only have a couple more weeks that left Michelle's season starts on the 19th we got another poster for that she's beautiful nothing else is new um bachelor in paradise did we talk about this last week paradise canada 
yet. We talked about it, how we're not going to do um, an official recap for that. No, but we'll do stuff with it. I feel like we should do like more of the TikTok, like the drink things, do like some like ciders, make like mold wine. I don't know, just like cozy stuff because it's fall. Yeah. And then like still be on our like. Still be on the tweets. But I think the focus of the podcast should be Michelle's season because everyone's looking forward to Michelle's season. I am so so looking forward to Michelle's season but also ah, I don't know so how do you feel about this that they're already have chosen the bachelor the next bachelor and they've already started filming and it's someone from Michelle's season I forgot his name but it starts with a C I think but it's a white it's just like a a white dude it's another white dude yep the thing that frustrates me is it's like I want to know that they approached all these people that all of us who watch the show are like he should be the bachelor he should be the bachelor he should be the bachelor and they all said no yes I want to know that information as well because it's like you know the thing with Mike Johnson we were all like you want Mike to be the bachelor but he said no so we were like okay I can make peace with that but with this one like Andrew uh who else <laughs> Greg uh, uh, Michael Michael like I want to know that all these because the thing is that I hate them doing is when they pick someone from the next season. So now we already know that if he gets far, we know that he's not it. So we already know that. We already know that. Yep. Um, it was like when they announced that Rachel Lindsay was going to be the bachelorette before she got eliminated from Nick Vial's season. Yeah. Like, that's great to know that she's not going to make it. That's good. Thanks. It's so awkward too because like she did make it pretty far, right? So yeah, yeah either this guy makes it far and then something goes wrong or he doesn't make it far and then it's like, or he's in 11th place. So he might have made a really big impression like Grocery Store Joe did. Otherwise, there's nothing to warrant him being the Bachelor. Even Grocery Joe, they never made Joe the Bachelor. Well, and that's who we were kind of hoping it would be, but maybe he lasted with Serena. Yeah, he's with Serena. He's busy, unfortunately. Um, yeah, so I, I don't like it for another reason of now we're not just going to be focusing on Michelle and her journey but we're going to be looking at this guy. Our attention's going to be on him. He just looks boring. Like there's so many, it's like we have characters we're invested in. Like people have invested in. Here, uh, Clayton Eckard. That's his name. He looks like he would have a fish photo on his Tinder profile. So several contestants from The Bachelor at season 17 were on the short list to be the next Bachelor, including Greg and Andrew. THR reported that the chosen contestant for Michelle's season has a story that resonated most with producers who leaned toward giving the newcomer a second chance. Okay. He's an orthopedic sales representative from Eureka, Missouri. The man of everyone's dreams. Well, I'm now I'm really wondering, like, what the hell is this, like, compelling story that resonated with producers? You know, and like, again, who are the producers? Producers are who? White men? Like, I just... I hate when they announce it before. We don't need to know. We do not need yeah. to know. And it's not even like it's someone being like, oh, it might be this guy. It's like, yeah, here you are. And I feel like the fact that we don't know who it is, you, you lose that excitement for it. Because I'm like, I'm not excited for this because I have no idea who this man is. And it's not like he's astoundingly hot. And there was all those rumors about a bunch of women who dropped out of being on The Bachelor because they found out who The Bachelor was and weren't interested. I saw a few things on our Instagram of that where people, there was like rumors about women who were like, no, we're. Uh, well, yeah, because we, I mean, us included, we were really thinking it would be Michael or, or Andrew S. Right. And so we we're like, yeah, we would be down for that. But this guy is such an unknown. Well, because even they were talking about like Tyler Cameron. 
And it's like, yeah, he's another white dude. Michael's another white dude. But we also have those storylines with them. Like Michael, right? It's like, if we're going to get just like a white guy, we were all very invested in Michael. Michael was a lovely human being. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely fantastic. I feel like I would drop out of Tyler Tyler's season because I don't think I would be his type. I think he's beautiful, so I would stay. And I love Florida. People like me have no issues in Florida, so I'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think I would have issues with meshing in with his life and his lifestyle and the people in his life. That's fair. But yeah, like we, at least he's someone we know. Like that's a known end guy. Like we have no idea, right? And so- that's the thing too. Again, like he's going to be taking away from Michelle's season because we're going to, everyone's going to be looking at him and why he was selected. It's like, why are you? And it's going to be worse if we all get someone who are like, no, I want that guy to be the bachelor. It was like when Katie became the bachelorette, we were all like, definitely not our choice. Like we were like, Brie, Michelle, yes. Katie, no, no. I mean, we didn't even need two seasons. We could have just had Michelle, just had Michelle. Would have been completely fine. Again, like, and this Katie's was one of the season where we were more compelled by the men and we loved the men of the season more than we liked her. Yeah, I still just like, and I don't, I still don't find Katie endearing in any way. She has Jennifer Lawrence style, like, I'm a real person. I like pizza. I'm quirky, like that yeah. kind of energy. And I just don't find it endearing. Like a pick me girl. There has been some seasons of The Bachelorette where the guys were more interesting than the lead. And I don't feel like that should really ever be the case like the lead has to carry and you have to choose the person that can do that so again we're going to be examining this Clayton guy very very carefully but something to me says he's just going to be another vanilla pudding but at least we'll we will have Michelle and Michelle's just Michelle's Michelle so she's an accurate as a human being (laughs) her would be great and I would love to know more about her somehow we can be best friends that's what I just I think thought. she seems she seems like a genuinely cool and nice human being I would love to play basketball with her that would be fun I would love for her to teach me something nobody could teach me fractions properly if she can do right? that right I don't know how to do math Michelle, I want to be your friend there's just yeah there's certain people that like the, the energy they give off you're like I think it's because she has a very grounded energy yeah. so it's like you feel very drawn to that because you're like oh you just seem like a nice not a safe space I don't like that I don't know that phrasing but like a safe space like it's not going to be like highs and lows of friendship it's just like we are who we are and this is our friendship yeah she's the type that you know that even with all the attention and stuff like she's still going to be who she is and she's not going to like quit her job to be an influencer you know like she's going to be stable and grounded and therefore you a comfort she's the kind of person if I had a kid in elementary school I would like for her to be my child's teacher so that like outside of home my kid had like a good role model to be around and like a solid adult to be around yeah she's definitely the type that like later on the kids would be like which teacher influenced or helped you or inspired you or like motivated you or believed in you and they're gonna be like Michelle Young you know yeah Yeah, let the journey continue okay bye (laughs) thanks for listening we'll see y'all next week (laughs) bye-bye